You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 9th of October, 2014. From the frigid wastelands of Toronto from Digital Always Media, uh, joined by Dave the, from the fun summer home in Victoria. From the <laughs> I, uh, I read that you guys were walking around in shorts the other day, Dave, I, or yesterday. I'm t- deadly jealous. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's nice. I, I keep waiting for it. I think that'd be our version of winter. Like, <laughs> waiting for oh, it. Oh, no, it's going to get down into the 40s, um, <laughs> which, which isn't, uh, you know, altogether horrible. But I, I keep waiting for it, and then it keeps being... Um, and it makes it difficult to work. I know you'll sympathize. It keeps being uh, sit on a patio having a beer weather. <laughs> Drat that sit on a patio having a beer weather. I mean, but I might come seriously. We're in search. Isn't that like half the job anyway? <laughs> That's what laptops are for. That's right. That's right. Okay, we have a we have a busy and exciting day today. First of all, there's been a, a lot happening in the uh, in the search world over the last week. There's been two major conferences in the last week. One of which is still ongoing in uh, in Las Vegas right now, PubCon. Yep. Um, we have a great guest. Jeff James, the editorial director of the Petri IT Knowledge Base. He's coming by uh, at, the, at the, the beginning of our second segment to talk about Google Cloud Storage versus uh, Microsoft's cloud product called Azure. Uh, Dave, the cloud wars, they've begun. They, they have. They have. It's, it's, it's just like the holy wars. It's the Spanish Inquisition all over again. 
<laughs> Except in this case, everybody expected the Spanish Inquisition. It's just taking a damn long time to get here. I mean, like, I remember having this conversation with Richard Zwicky and Cindy Crum in New York, like, in 2006. We were, uh, it was like the morning that we were leaving New York to go back to our respective homes. And, uh, you know, we were just hanging out over coffee, waiting to grab cabs to the airport. And we're talking about how we, you know, perceive computers are going to be very small, like the size of a credit card. And um, monitor or display, display devices will be ubiquitous around us. And everything will be stored on servers. You know, everything will be stored server-side. That's what we called it then. We called it server-side. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Yeah, yeah. Well, nobody had thought of something really smart and descriptive like the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> No, so we called it, you know, you know server-side stuff. Um, like, you know, much like, much like um, uh, software as a service was called server-side software. Yeah. Anyway, so we had this conversation, and this was eight years ago, 2006, almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And, well, we were right in many ways and wrong in, you know, some other fundamental ways. We don't have, you know, ubiquitous uh, display displays or screens everywhere. But we do have computing devices that are almost the size of a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, and we carry them everywhere. If I remember correctly, it was... Um... Oh, my goodness. The fellow who, who cracked Enigma... Um... The grandfather of modern computing, whose name I had written down and is now escaping me, Turing. There we go. Thank you. Alan Turing. going to drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> One of his great quotes that just sort of got lost to the sands of time was talking to a friend in the nineteen in the early uh, or in the in the in the nineteen fifties. He said, "The day will soon come when a lady takes her computing device to the park." And turns to her friend and says, oh, my computing device just said something very funny to me. He said that back in the 1950s. We've arrived now where... Okay, let me take a step back. The reason cloud computing is so critically important is that's where your software is going to be sitting. That's where the stuff that actually runs your ever smaller devices will be sitting. That's where applications sit, rather than as big software packages on your desktop or laptop computer. Mm -hmm. So the bigger the cloud, the more robust the cloud, and the faster the cloud, the more rapid advancement we will have in uh, portable technologies. And, you know, I mean, I'm a web marketer, you're a web marketer, there's something kind of special about the thought of everybody being online all the time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Frightening, but special. <laughs> Frightening, but special, indeed. Um, but, of course, from where we're sitting, it's a good thing. For instance, a study that was done quite recently, an e-commerce study, that was done uh, 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 quite recently for um, uh, a number of uh, mobile phones companies, Tap Mobile. Promo and Brandspark International suggested. Now, to, to check this out. This is the, the, the survey done on Canadian consumers. An online survey survey covered nearly a thousand Canadians. It was done last month in September. About seventy-two percent of mums between the ages of twenty-five and uh, fifty-four 
And 77% of male consumers in the same age, 25 to 54, will not make a purchase without checking it out on their smartphone first. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, well, like as marketers, like as marketers, <laughs> take, taking off our, um, you know, the, the and actually I wrote a piece for Search Engine Watch on SEO for 2020 or internet marketing for 2020. Sort of touching on exactly this, like it, as the world gets more and more frightening, and it is. Like let, let's let's be honest, we're we're always connected here, right? And and that it like looking from a you're a privacy guy, Jim. I know we've had this conversation on the show many times. <laughs> from a from a privacy, you know personal rights uh, perspective, yeah, it's kind of frightening. But let's be honest, as a marketer, you start salivating when you realize, hey, people are doing more and more. We're getting more and more connected. Um, and Google gets access and, you know, and Facebook and whatnot to more and more information. Um, you know, come on, you, you got to kind of salivate a little bit when you realize that like they're patenting stuff like, hey, they're going to le- use your phone to listen in on your TV and feed you search results based on that. Okay, it's, it's, it's intrusive, it's frightening, but oh, as a marketer, that's kind of juicy and fun. <laughs> so we, we have all this, and the, the, the tendency of people to always go, hey, I'm going to look up, to, to, to your point, and a great one, I'm going to look up reviews. Great, this is a whole new avenue for us to make sure, <laughs> uh, you know, reinforce to our clients, hey, do the right thing, respond to people, be online. Um, you know, to reinforce to them to do the right thing, it's great when the stats reinforce what you already knew. I'm absolutely agreed. Um, and, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought of that angle about the social media, do the right thing, engage, don't just advertise. Um, that's, that's something like, it's, it's worth reiterating right now. I'm pretty sure everybody in the audience knows this. It's not about just putting your product out on social media or you know, putting your product up on the web. It's about giving the clients, so your, your potential customers, the people who are your your your, I don't want to say site visitors anymore because they're called sessions, but your site visitors. Um, it's about giving them the opportunity to make the purchase decision and the reason to make the purchase decision. And all things on the web, well, all things are created equal. So you've got to be a little bit better than equal. You've got to be a little nicer, a little friendlier, a little bit more helpful, or at least be more present. And all things being equal, you'll likely get the business. Yeah, well, well, indeed. And I mean, you know what? As a consumer, don't don't you like it? Like, don't don't you? You don't know about a restaurant, don't you? Like that you can go to Yelp, and do you? Of course you do, right? You Yelp or Foursquare, whatever. You go to some review site when you don't know it, and and you you look it up and find out if it's a, a place you should go if you don't have another reference point, like one of your friends saying, "Hey, it's a great restaurant." Um, so you know, it's personally, I like it as a consumer, but of course, as a marketer. We we have the unique opportunity to go, hey, I like it as a consumer, so how did I use it as a consumer? All right, now I have to translate that to augment the the experience for my clients. Um, you know, and, and to their benefit. So now in all honesty, Dave, um you you published an article on October third in Search Engine Watch, and uh I apologize. I haven't read it. Um no. I'm afraid that publication hasn't been on my radar screen for a little while. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, not really, because there's still some good stuff in there, and I am being uh, being harsh in the way I feel, but it's the way I feel. And it's you know what, harsh. you can only read so much stuff. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I only have so much room inside of my brain box, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and I save it for stuff that's very important to me. Anyway, 
the internet marketing for 2020. And again, I, 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 I apologize for not reading the article, but knowing what you know, that stat, 72% of Canadian moms, 77% of Canadian males in the same age group will not purchase a product in the store without researching it on their phone first as a marketer, Dave. What do you do about that? You got a brick and mortar. You know that people are coming into their store. They're, you know, looking at that widget on the shelf. And they're checking out what the next guy down the road is selling it for. What do you do as a marketer for that? Well, you hit in an interesting scenario. I think as I taking, let's get out of internet marketing just for a second, sort of bridge that internet and traditional marketing um, angle of things. Um, Because what we have to understand, or I think is important to understand, is that those percentages are based on who is looking stuff up. We don't know necessarily what aspects they're looking up, um, but we do know that they're looking stuff up. So it's not to say that, the entire, you know, 100% of all those people looking stuff up are looking to go, hey, can I get this a little cheaper down the road? Some of those people are looking up the product they're looking at to go, hey, is this the router that I want? Or hey, is this the, you know, fastest, you know, best reviewed of of these cars that I want to buy my kid for Christmas? I'm referring to race cars, not like you should go out and buy your kid (laughs) an actual automobile for for Christmas. Um, You know, so pretty funny. (laughs) understanding, you know, that people are doing different things. There definitely is an element of, hey, can I get this cheaper down the road? Hey, can I get this cheaper on Amazon, right? The the bane of everybody's existence, you know, every brick and mortar's existence is, I'm going to come in, I'm going to waste your time looking at stuff, and then I'm going to order it in. So so, so you're suggesting that I'm, you're suggesting, and you're probably right, that I'm misinterpreting the uh, average consumer. They're not looking for the bargain break. They're making sure they're reinforcing their purchase decision. This is the, this has the right features. This is the right size, um, etc. Well, well, whatever is important, whatever function or feature is important, they're confirming it before purchasing. Well, I think there's going to be an element, and for sure, there's going to be an element of people who, hey, can I get this cheaper somewhere else? You know, it, and that's always going to happen. And then those people will be looking online. There you are. Uh, if you want to help get around that, you know, as a, as a brick and mortar, um, you know, if you're, you know, whatever, future shop or best buy, set up free Wi-Fi and just track it. Don't block them from going to other places, but track what they're doing. Track what, you know, items that they're going to look at other stores for, um, you know, and, and if you start losing sales, well, adjust your, adjust your policies, right? I mean, data is, is a wonderful thing for that. But, um, you know, I mean, it's not to say that all of them are. If they are, hey, there, there's, there may be nothing you can do about it unless you understand why and unless you can compete toe-to-toe with them. But, um, you know, there will be an element that's just looking around and, and a large element that's just looking around to, to, yeah, reinforce what they want. Am I going to travel, you know, whatever, two miles down the road to save $2? And a lot of items are like that. Probably not. <laughs> that research would have been done ahead of time. If I'm already in the store, I'm probably, you know, in, in this day and age, unless your pricing is so uncompetitive, you probably deserve to lose the sale. You know, as long as you're remaining competitive, you're probably talking a couple to a few bucks. And a person's not, you know, they're going to waste more in gas to get to the next place. Um, you know, to, to battle that out. We were already, And if they were close enough that it was really going to matter... Hey, we're, we're not a far cry from, you know, you would have just walked down. You wouldn't have checked, you know, whatever Best Buy on your, you know, phone. You would have just wandered down to Best Buy if you're close enough that, um, you know, a couple bucks is going to make a difference. So, the, the, honestly, then I'm, 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 I'm left drawing uh, one of two conclusions from, uh, from these stats here. Either Canadian consumers are um, 
hyper-aware of the products they're purchasing, or they're just reading erotic. <laughs> really, really. I, I think there's an element of both. And I mean, it's funny because we always look at, you know, and this is a great example. We always look at data in, in mass, right? We look at this aggregated data. I think to get a real picture here, and this is just, you know, my, my opinion here, but it, it would be really interesting to know how that actually breaks down by sector. You know, I used the example earlier of restaurants. Yeah, I always look them up if I'm going to a new restaurant. Why? Because I don't want to walk into a place and then come out after going, oh, yeah, they had 115 reviews and one and a half stars out of 10, right? Like, I don't want that experience walking in. So, you know, obviously, restaurants, I, I would guess, are, are very, very high in what we're using them for. Um, you know, big, big purchases like automobiles, especially since, and, and I don't know if you know this, but um, in Canada, the majority of automobile purchase decisions are made by women. That's just how that breaks down. Um, you know, and, and you'd noted that they're using these reviews more in, in statistics. So, okay, that's probably a very high one and a very big business decision. So they're, they're going to be, you know, looking heavily there. And there's probably areas and there will be areas where we just won't be looking it up as much because it's a no-brainer decision, right? If I'm going in to purchase a chocolate bar, do I really care, right? It's a low-risk item, right? So we're not like, so, you know, it, it's going to depend sector by sector. And, and I'd be interested to see how they break it down into the individual sectors. Yeah. Unfortunately, this doesn't, there was, it was only a thousand or a thousand or so people surveyed and it doesn't break down into sectors. There was one other, one other thing that, that was of note here. And I think it's a lot more popular in the United States and in Europe than it is in Canada, but you know how people can use their credit cards to like tap or to pay using yeah. an electronic wallet? Mm-hmm. Only about a quarter of respondents to this survey, say, in, in Canada, say they would feel comfortable using their phone to make payments in a store. The younger, were, younger people were more inclined to do it. Um, older people and people with children were less inclined to do it. Right, but we'll tap our, our, our credit card on it. We just we'll won't tap our, credit our phone cards. on it. Well, right. I mean, we're used to credit cards, right? Uh, right. For many people, for people of a certain age, like uh, say myself, the uh, mobile phone is well, I'm, holy jumping. That's spiffy. I have the entire world of information in my pocket. Right. Um, it's still a very new spiffy thing to me. Um, so new, in fact, that it's almost suspect. Yet, for somebody who's half my age, I'm, I'm, I'm 46 now. For somebody who's say like you know 23. The mobile device has just been part of their adult life, their entire life. It's it's part of the furniture. It's a toaster, in, in like in the Neil Postman universe, right? Right. Anyway, we're um we're at about twenty minutes after the hour. We're gonna have to go to break in a second. When we come back, we're gonna be coming back with Jeff James, the editorial director at the Petri IT Knowledge Base. We're gonna be talking about Google's cloud platform. Then let me let me say that one more time slowly, so y'all get that. Google's emerging cloud platform. Before we go, we got one more story we got to cover really quickly. <laughs> really, really quickly. Oh, um, I just got a note from uh, from the studio. David McKenzie Kong. Uh, one, of, one of your guys, Dave. From one of my guys. SEO, down at PubCon, he's going to join us around 1140-ish after the second break to talk about what's been going on at PubCon. We'll talk about the U.S. Search Awards then. Um, before we jump to break really, really, really quickly, you know what's not dying soon? What's not dying soon? What a terrible way to open a segment. I apologize. Google Plus is apparently 
gotta stay alive. At least that's according to the new <laughs> head of social media at Google, David uh, David Brabri uh, Brabri. Yeah, David Brabri, um, new head of social media. He um, he's saying that uh, he's got the support of the sea level, and um, Google Plus is not a ghost town. Um, it's had some some incredible successes, and it's not dying tomorrow. Well, there we go. It, it will die, just not tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. There we go. That's it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's a funny. That's like, oh, okay. So you you are going to keep beating that dead horse. All right. <laughs> there we go. The um, Google directory is still alive. <laughs> Somewhere. We just don't know where. Somewhere. We, we don't know where. Years. <laughs> okay, so friends out there doing Google Plus stuff, they may have killed authorship. They may have killed those those like wonderful little photographs that appeared beside your search results. They may be pulling back on a whole bunch of fronts, but they're not going to die. And they may still be really useful. So I know a lot of SEOs are embarrassed saying Google Plus to their clients after having to push forward with Google Plus and pull back a little bit. Don't stop saying it. Just uh, smile when you do. <laughs> well played, <laughs> How's sir. that? <laughs> Love it. Okay, it's that, it's that time. Two, two, two. It's uh, 22 minutes after the hour. We're going to be taking a break here on Webcology. When we come back, we're coming back with Jeff James, executive, uh, the editorial director at the Petrie IT Knowledge Base. He wrote an article that got published uh, uh Two days ago, can Google Cloud Platform win the cloud battle against Microsoft's AWS and Azure? Friends, Google Cloud Platform, talked about here on Webcology. Stay tuned, back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. 
Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Joined, as always, by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, we got a treat today. In the studio via Skype. We have Jeff James, the editorial director of the Petrie IT Knowledge Base. Now, before we go into the segment, I, got, I, I have to offer this very quick disclaimer. The Petrie IT Knowledge Base is a client of Digital Always Media. We've helped them um, with we've helped them with dealing with the Panda algorithm. We're really proud of the work we've done with Petrie. We're even prouder of the work that Petrie has done on on, on its own website. And um, the, the mission of Petrie, uh, near as I can gather about my client, the mission of Petrie is to bring the highest level of information about Microsoft servers, Microsoft systems, and Microsoft operating systems it, it, it possibly can to its audience. It's been publishing since um, the early '90s. Jeff James is the is the editorial director at the Petrie IT Knowledge Base, and on October the seventh, he posted an article that totally, totally, totally raised my eyebrows. Can Google Cloud Platform win the cloud battle against AWS and Azure? Jeff James, editorial director at Petrie IT Knowledge Base, welcome to Webcology. Hi, Th- uh, thanks, Jim, and um, uh, thanks a lot, Dave, too, for uh, inviting me on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, you know the space that uh, that that Google and Microsoft and Amazon are really fighting fiercely over is this you know kind of public cloud space where you know I'm sure a lot of your listeners are already using uh, you know might be using Amazon Web Services to host websites. Uh, they might be using it for development needs. You know, Amazon and Amazon Web Services is clearly the leader in that, you know, kind of infrastructure as a service cloud space. But, uh, you know, Microsoft has making, been making some strides in that area with uh, Microsoft Azure, formerly known as Windows Azure. And now, you know, Google is kind of, about two years ago, they kind of bundled up, bundled up a lot of their... Um, infrastructure as a service and platform as a service products under the Google Cloud Platform umbrella. 
Mm-hmm. And over the last, geez, over the last uh, six months to a year, all three of these players have been really locked in a kind of a tit for tat pricing battle where, you know, Amazon will cut prices on some of their offerings and then Microsoft will follow suit and then Google will follow suit. And it's, it's actually great for consumers and uh, it's a pretty exciting thing to watch. So, okay, well, let, let's break these down really quickly at the beginning. As, as you said, uh, as you said, uh, Earlier in, 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 your, in your last statement, um, Amazon Web Service is currently the market leader. Yep. What does Amazon Web Service, Microsoft Azure, and Google P- Cloud Platform, what do, they, what do they offer webmasters and consumers? Well, the, um, and again, Amazon really deserves the most credit for kind of um, blazing the trail on this. But um, essentially what they do is they let you put um, – you know, at the most basic level, you can kind of refer them as as infrastructure as a service, where or you know by the awkward acronym IaaS. And essentially, what you're doing is you're taking, um, you know, what in the old days you would have to have a physical server, um, you know, sitting on premises that you would install something onto to run it. You know, with the cloud, you can actually uh, essentially um, you know take some of those resources that that live in Amazon's massive data centers. And uh, spool it up using their resources. So, you know, a great example from an Amazon Amazon Web Services perspective is, you know, if you want to spool up a server for a website, in the old days you'd have to go out and buy a physical server and, you know, literally install all the bits you need to, to kind of spool up that server. With Amazon, you essentially use a credit card, you log on to the Amazon Web Services portal, you can, in minutes, you can literally, you know, spin up a server to, that you could then use to, you know, run a website on or run any number of other services on. So it's it's kind of a revolution in the way IT services are delivered and deployed and managed. Okay. And and so Amazon is, you know, they're the ones that have really kind of pioneered this space because, you know, if you look at it, I mean, Amazon is, a, you know, it's a, it's a giant online retailer. And whenever you have, you know, you get close to the holidays, you know, Amazon's traffic and the amount of, um, you know, data they have to process – Right around Christmas, when they're just getting hammered by everybody trying to or- order the you know the the latest Xbox One or PlayStation Four, they needed to adapt to that. They needed to to figure out how to kind of you know um, manage all that traffic and still keep the site running. So all that knowledge and all that learning that they that they have developed over the years, you know, they figured why not? You know, why can't we just um, you know actually make this a product and extend that to someone else? So okay, so that's what Amazon does. Microsoft mm-hmm. Azure. What is uh, what's Azure? Well, Azure is kind of Microsoft's um, you know cloud in, in a very rough general sense. It's kind of Microsoft's alternative offering to Amazon Web Services, and there's a lot of different there's a lot of different um, uh, services and technical differences between the two. But essentially, it, Azure is Microsoft's effort to really compete with Amazon in the space. Because if you really think about it, I mean if if it's so easy for someone to just use a credit card and spool up a server running on an Amazon web server, you know they may not be able to. Um, they may not be able to, or have to use you know traditional Windows Server products or other Microsoft products running in a more traditional way on on on-premise servers. So, um, and so that's kind of Azure. Azure is Microsoft's attempt to really kind of go after that same you know type of infrastructure as a service and also platform platform as a service market. Okay, well, just to, just to round things out, same question except uh, uh, Google Cloud Platform. What's Google Cloud Platform? What, what's their goal? 
Well, Google Cloud Platform is, you know, and this is kind of Google's approach. Uh, essentially, Google Cloud Platform is an umbrella brand for a bunch of other uh, products and services. About two years ago, um, Google introduced this as a kind of a catch-all brand to include uh, their Google Compute Engine product, which is a service where you can basically, uh, you know, create infrastructure running on virtual machines, you know, just like you can with Amazon Web Services. Uh, there's a couple of other services like, um, you know, Google Cloud SQL, Google Cloud Storage, Google Data Store, you know, a bunch of these other services that are all kind of aggregated under the Google Cloud Platform umbrella. But what Google Cloud Platform signifies is it's it's Google's effort to really get serious about competing, you know, almost, you know, really head-to-head with with Microsoft and also Amazon for that infrastructure-as-a-service and platform-as-a-service market. Now this this leads to the to the natural question for anybody who's who sort of watched hosting or heck even had a website over the last you know more than a decade ago till till now um, hosting prices hosting offerings these have just been a race to zero right I mean we we all sort of watched it happen it used to take a lot to to host a site now you can you know it's basically free. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to do that, and, they, and they've all had to race to the bottom and, and offer more for less money to, to get this done. Are we going to see a similar battle? Because you, you were talking about it earlier in, uh, in the interview, how they're all having to drop prices, and it's great for consumers. And so at the end, because of Google's uncanny ability to monetize human beings and data rather than actual product costs, is Google just going to win just by, by that variability that they have as everybody races to zero? They're the only one that can profit at it. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting, and if you guys, you know, pop up some popcorn and sit and watch this for the next couple of years, because it's it's absolutely. I mean, as a, you know, as an editorial director at Petri, you know, our, our main audience is you know Microsoft IT professionals that are that are you know in the trenches and and dealing with this stuff. But you know, as a, as a journalist and an editorial director, kind of watching this, I mean, this is just fascinating and really interesting to watch. But but I mean, you really point to it to a really. Um, you know, a really good point is that, um, you know, Amazon is a huge company, you know, it's got lots of resources. So, you know, Google has enormous resources too. And, and there was a quote that I recently read from her name's Lydia Leong. She's a, an analyst for Gartner Research, which is a, which is a research firm that, that studies, you know, uh, the IT industry. And she, she actually, uh, quoted or interviewed someone who was, you know, a CEO or a, a bigwig at a, at a big vendor, a big IT vendor. And she asked them about, you know, are you going to compete with, you know, Microsoft and Amazon and Google in the in kind of the public cloud, you know, cloud infrastructure space? And verbatim almost, the quote is, only an idiot would want to take on Amazon, Microsoft, and Google simultaneously. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, Google has a huge amount of resources here. Um, and, you know, Google obviously, you know, is, is in the same category and in, some, and in some areas is better than Microsoft and Amazon. You know, they each bring different strengths and weaknesses to the table. Um, but it's clear that to compete at this level, I mean, I really think that Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, I mean, it's really a three-way race because only these three companies, I think, have the, you know, not only do they have the the technical expertise, you know, Microsoft's been running Xbox Live, you know, they're running Bing, they're running these huge cloud-based services. Google, obviously, with Google Search is, you know, the biggest of them all on the search front. And Amazon, with all of their expertise and really kind of pioneering the way we use cloud services, it's it's pretty much a three-horse race. And I think, uh, you know, I think, Google, like, honestly, Google right now with Google Cloud, cloud Platform, by many accounts, is kind of, you know, they're kind of in the distant 
third-ish place. I mean, there's a lot of players like IBM and a bunch of other VMware and a bunch of other folks that are kind of down in that, you know, third and fourth and fifth place. But I really think that Google is absolutely going to become a you know stronger player in this. Now, if you had to put, you, you mentioned it's a three-horse race. Totally great, and I and I I've been to your site. I mean, I know you guys you guys analyze the heck out of everything. What? If you if you had to put money, you're 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 laying down. You're going, hey, okay, I, I you know I've I've got a free hundred dollars to put on who's going to win this thing three years out. Who would it be, and why? Like you're right, they each bring something different to the table in this space. Who wins over over a three year run, um, or who's going to be leading three years, and and what technical advantage do they have that's going to yield that? This is speculation, of course. Wow, this boy, if I could answer this question definitively, I would totally <laughs> I need a, I need a crystal ball, but I mean there are things that that absolutely I think that you know if you look at each of them closely, they have strengths. I mean Amazon is obviously the first. You know, Amazon is familiar to a lot of developers. Um, you know, it kind of has an early lead in um, you know kind of the you know the goodwill among developers and people are familiar with using Amazon. But I think you know long term I, I I see I really think that that at least on the, on the business side, I mean, one thing that Microsoft really has um, done extremely well over the last year or two is they've really positioned Azure as kind of an integral part of their on-premise uh, IT strategy. So if you're using, you know, Windows Server, you're using Microsoft System Center, you're using a bunch of Microsoft products internally, they've really worked hard to make it kind of a seamless or, or as much or a, as seamless as possible transition into Azure. And also, um, you know, Microsoft's got this three-cloud approach they're taking where you've got, you know, on-premise resources, you've got virtualized private cloud resources that might be on-prem, and you've got public, uh, you know, public and hosted cloud resources as well. So, so I think on the enterprise business side, I think Microsoft is really well positioned. And, and even some of the recent data I've seen is that Microsoft is gaining ground on Amazon, and finally, I mean, Google, you know, Google's actually kind of far back from Microsoft and Amazon in, in kind of a traditional, uh, you know, sense that people view, view infrastructure as a service and platform as a service offerings, you know, in the same category as Amazon Web Services and Azure. But, you know, to your point, I mean, I think Google, you know, Google is really, um, um, you know, I think they have the, the deep pockets and the technical expertise to really, you know, continue to grow. So honestly, I would say long term... My gut tells me that I think it would probably be Microsoft and Google kind of battling it out. I mean, Amazon, I think, will still always be a player, but I think being first doesn't always mean that you're going to be first five years down the road as Netscape learned against, learned against Microsoft years ago. So, well, if, if, if I can this out there, I mean, think about, think about Google and, G, and uh, Gmail. Everybody has a Gmail account. Yep. Um, everybody who's uh, doing, who's a webmaster, is using Google Webmaster Tools and Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. I would suggest in many ways that Gmail itself is a form of cloud computing. It oh, it has yeah. unlimited storage space, and they have what? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I mean, when you look at you know the types of services, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, Google Apps. You know, there's business apps like Workday. You know, those are software as a service apps, and Google. You know, Google is you know in the top one, two, three companies of the world that know how to to run and manage you know cloud services, and um, you know it's really hard but, to compete with the top guys out there. 
But here's the funny thing. People don't think of that as a cloud service. They think of it as Gmail. They think of it as a Google offering. They don't yeah. – I don't think I, – I don't think Google – I mean Google offers all these amazing products, but the, people only think of them as a search engine. Um, no. We Just before coming into the segment with you, Jeff, uh, Dave and I were talking about Google+. Plus, and we were kind of joking that it's not dying this week according to Google. <laughs> but yep. we've seen so many Google products. <laughs> we've seen everything from Orkut um, – to most recently, um, uh, it's hard for me to even think of which Google product has died because I can't remember their names anymore. Oh, go- there, there was Google Wave and Google Buzz, and I mean, there's been I a love lot of Wave and Buzz. <laughs> I mean, I sounds- realized the whole conference using Google Wave. <laughs> they and- sound like characters from Toy Story or something. <laughs> <laughs> While they were really useful products, cloud cloud products, they died because Google mis- mismanaged their marketing. Do you think Google can market cloud platform? Any better than they've uh, marketed other products in the past? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. I mean, Google has kind of stumbled sometimes and it's come to product marketing, but, you know, they, they're they joined in being kind of shooting themselves in the foot by Microsoft, too. It's, you know, it's, you know if you're, anyone remembers the Zune or the Kin or any of other, you know, Windows 8, for example, where Microsoft has kind of pulled a new Coke moment and, and kind of, um, you know, been their own worst enemy. So... I, I think that Google, you know, I, I think the thing with these types of services is it's not always about branding. It's about, you know, the value. And, and honestly, if you, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you would have said, well, you know, the, the world's largest online retailer is going to be also the world's lead, leading provider of, you know, infrastructure as a service cloud offerings for, you know, people, I don't think people would have really thought of that, but. You know, so I, I think the branding is maybe not quite as important as the actual value. You know, and again, I, you know, I think you're absolutely right when you mentioned, um, you know, Dave, when you mentioned that it's kind of a race to the bottom, and, and these three guys are really competing on price and performance, and who can, you know, um, get as cheap as and efficient as possible. Yeah, it's it's a tough one watching this one move forward. I, you know, it's funny because I think everybody in our audience. We, we all feel some allegiance with Google. It's certainly the environment that, that most search marketers um, spend a, most of their time thinking about. But at the same time, again, we've seen Google come up with uh, these great products. Google Plus yep. was the Facebook killer. And um, again, it was marketed so poorly. Now, we only have, we only have, we only have a couple minutes left, uh, Jeff. What is the big thing that makes Google Cloud Platform stand out from its competitors? What, what makes it so different? Well, I think um, I think the one thing that you always have to give Google, um, you know, credit for and, and give them, you know, and, and, and even you know, I know I just actually interviewed Mark Rusinovich, who's this, you know, he's kind of a rising star at Microsoft. He's technically brilliant, and he's on the Azure team, and he's one of these rare people at Microsoft that will, liter- you know, will come out and say, yeah, I mean, Amazon's beating us in this, and he's very honest and and you know, he's um, you know, very honest and direct about that stuff. And I think that Google. You know, Google's R&D when it comes to cloud and web stuff is, you know, they, you know, they get this stuff, almost, you know, they're, they're cloud native and they're web native and, they, and they, they just know this stuff so well. And they also have such a strong R&D side to them that, you know, in the article I mentioned a couple things that they've, um, you know, they're pioneering, like they have this Google Cloud Dataflow, which is a, it's a new cloud-based data processing service. Um, you know, they've got... Uh, this other thing called Spanner, which is a globally distributed database that they just wrote a technical white paper about. I mean, you know, when it comes to, to, to developing new technologies that are really optimized for the web and for cl- the cloud, I mean, I, I think Google is, 
you know, they've got better R&D and better stuff than just about anybody on this. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think they've got a – even though they are kind of behind now, you know, Google has got so much capability in that area that I, I think, you, you know, just watch a couple of years from now and I could see them being a lot more competitive. So, Okay. Well, um, Jeff James, uh, that, you, you, you wrote an article that got published two days ago. You, in it, you have an art, uh, interview with Brian Goldfarb, head of product, mm-hmm. product marketing from Google Cloud Platform. Yep. I understand this week you're going to be releasing your interview with the um, fellow from Microsoft Azure. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Mark Rusinovich. Uh You can just Google his name. I mean, he's he's kind of, you know, like I said, he's kind of a, a really bright guy at Microsoft. He's really kind of pushing them into being a better company than they used to be. So, so smart friends, guy. watch this space. Watch the cloud computing space. And, again, it's a... Maybe self-serving to say, but check out Petri.com, P-E-T-R-I.com. Uh, check Jeff's series on the very you know, cloud computing initiatives out there. You're likely going to be using one of them in the near, nearer future than, than you might think. And Jeff James, Editorial Director at Petrie IT Knowledge Base, Petrie.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Webcology. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Hey guys, that was Jeff James, the uh, editorial director at the Petrie IT Knowledge Base. Stick around. We're going to be going to commercial, but when we get back from commercial, we're going to Vegas. We're going to be talking to David Kong, a beanstalk guy. He's been down at uh, PubCon. He was at the U.S. Search Awards last night. He's got a lot to tell us, and he's coming, he's coming to us on Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. 
Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. He's used to hearing that. that How's it guy. going, boys? It's a pleasure. It is. David Kong, welcome to Webcology. It's a pleasure having you here, sir. How's Vegas, dude? Oh, awesome. I am tired. I am blown out. It's like running back-to-back marathons, and I'm a, I'm just saved my little bit of voice for you guys. It's been a wild <laughs> ride, and a lot of great things have happened. And let me tell you, SEOs around an open bar, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild ride. Uh, well, now you uh, opened the door, been... David. Sorry, bro. You opened the door. What did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Dave? <laughs> Come on, Dave. Talk about Maybe Fight now. Club, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so the minute I land, it's you know I land on the Sunday, so we had some time to network with a lot of bunch of uh, different SEOs, a lot of you know Alan Blywyatt and a lot of you know Simon Hesseltine and, and stuff like that. What was interesting in the minute I landed was the, the gossip was ridiculous, and that gossip was the uh, Sempo ethics. <laughs> it was on fire. It was like oh yeah, people were talking back, we and did, forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I'm like, okie dokie. How did that um, work out anyway? We yeah. haven't heard anything. No, they were actually expecting to have like a, a uh, you know, little secret meeting that was going on. But I think everything's going to come out today later in the, uh, uh, at the, uh, the, at the end of the day. What is it? It's a mosh pit. So the SEO mosh pit. I think that's when a lot of the good juicy stuff is going to come out, uh, oh. is around then. I think that's around four or four thirty today. Um, at the end of the day. So I think that's from what I hear from the back talk and a lot of the gossip, I think that's where the juice is going to come. Who knows? But uh, you hear a lot of it at the bar, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, no, a lot of really good talks. And I, you know what? I, I was so excited to hear uh, Marty Weinstein and uh, our wine drop. And uh, it was, it was crazy. I was tired. Is that the first time you've met Marty? And he, Mar- I love Marty and Marty's awesome, but you know, he comes in and I'm, I'm tired. That, <laughs> he's like a child. He's like a three-year-old kid, given chocolate and caffeine. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, I can't type that for you, man. <laughs> Just unbelievable. And and you know, once again, there. I think the big theme around a lot of the the talks here was uh, building community on a, on on uh, webs, and people were asking about link building and this and that. I think at the end of the day, it was, you know, from what I from what I get is building that community. Um, you know, uh, influences and stuff like that, things that we've been doing already. Kind of when you go down being a newbie like me, it kind of reinforces your, uh, oh, okay, I'm doing good. This is good. <laughs> this is awesome. Everybody shares the same concept. It's a good community. Brett did a really good job. The whole PubCon team set it up really well, and it's gone very smoothly. I've got a lot of swag to bring home. And Dave, I wrote a bull for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. 
I growed a bull, and I thought that that was a video. There's a couple of videos where I kept getting back on. And there's one of them. I'll show you when I get back. Was where I was. I was trying to get that eight second mark, right? Just trying to be that that cowboy, and I, I flew right off, <laughs> almost over the boundary of that bull. That should have been on. That sh- I should have put that on our Facebook, but uh, yeah, that was pretty wild. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Things Dwayne Forrester and a Tierra. The U.S. Okay. Search Awards happened last night at uh, at Front, and um, we were treated to images this morning of Dwayne Forrester prancing around in a tiara. What was that about? <laughs> oh, Marty. Okay, so he Marty uh, introduced the tiara. He comes on, and you know, in this whole glory and and energy, and, and there he is wearing a tiara, and this tiara was getting passed around, of course, uh, throughout throughout the uh, the show, and uh, it was. <laughs> it was a little shy for me from me at the end of the day getting it on too, you know that uh, that tiara. But um, it it was an unbelievable show, and it's funny because they really did a good job. It was almost like the Oscars of the web, and people were going up. I like to thank my mom, my dad, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> my Lord and Savior. It was it was really neat. And it was really professional, uh, really well done. Um, and uh, it, it really it, it opened my eyes to the community, that uh, the SEO community, and, yeah. and how decent everybody is. And, you know, they've got a lot of really good things to, sh- to share to, and to talk about. And uh, it's really neat to see different equations out there, you know. And so uh, um, really a lot of social media, they really, really pushed the social media this year. So, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely a blast. Okay, we're we're down to our last couple of minutes. I got to ask you really quickly. Any talk about the imminent penguin update? What did anyone say about that? You know, you know, no one really talked about that. <laughs> I haven't heard a thing. <laughs> the SEO Turtle Club. What the heck? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And anyhow, like, um, I was trying. I was carrying around a penguin, like a little penguin doll, and a panda, <laughs> trying to like, what's going on? You know, I was taking pictures with the panda and taking pictures with the penguin, and. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything, anything from anybody about Penguin Panda. Kind of funny enough, huh? Okay, I, David. Don't leave me. We are staying <laughs> so close to time. We're going to be hearing the exit music any second. Dave, you got any questions? You're paying this guy to have some. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I got to say that's, that's is, 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 is the mosh pit's taking place. I want to see a blog post about it because I am just so stoked to see uh, what, what comes of it and what comes of, uh, what comes of Sempo. So. Keep us posted. Oh, you'll you'll be seeing that blog post at the end of the day. It's it's going to be wild. I've been I've been queuing in for that for sure. Once I once I landed, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to hear something about this. They're on fire. They're on fire about that the whole ethics thing and stuff like that. So yeah, look for it on the. Um, I'll post it on the Facebook tonight, as well as the uh, Beanstalk blog. It's just going to be. I'll be interested to see what's going to come up about it for sure. Okay. David, I got to interrupt. Dave Davies, Ooh. you have one announcement you got to make before the show's over. You are doing a run for Dana this weekend uh, for for Dana Todd. Let the audience know about it, please. Uh, it was actually uh, Dana Lukadu. Just to be. Oh, oh my goodness! Dana Lukadu. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, wow. Who is who is in an accident? Anybody can go. Uh, you know, I, I'm doing a fundraiser. We just crossed uh, three thousand. 
So doing uh, doing pretty well. Uh, Sunday, I'm doing an 8K run, a little over five miles for uh, for people. So I've been training for the last couple months. Um, if you go to beanstalkseo.com, um, there's a link right on the left-hand side. Take it to the donation page. There's some awesome uh, awesome perks you can get, free hour consulting with Eric Ward or Jim Boykin and uh, a bunch of other ones. So um, some great stuff you can get for doing a great thing. Oh, Dave Davey, that is a great thing, and thank you for doing it. Uh, David Kong, seen you in pictures yeah. all over PubCon. You have arrived, my friend. Congratulations. <laughs> I sure have. Yeah, well, there you go. Friends, Don't leave me, boys. <laughs> Don't leave. Friends, this is me just sitting here in Toronto talking over my phone. Anyway, friend, you've been listening uh, too much. Everybody misses you media. guys. Everybody misses Dave Davies and David Kong from Beanstalk SEO. You've been listening to Webcology or on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. Incredible stuff coming up on Webmaster Radio after the news, messages, and uh, yep, we'll talk to you next week. Later, boys. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.